Hey friends, welcome to the Confetti Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hinshaw. I believe that picture books open the magic for all readers. Today, open your heart and let all the book feels in. It's going to be so much fun. Let's open the magic. to have today's guest, Rochelle Smith of What the Teacher Wants and Get Well with Rochelle. I'm pretty sure I'll be laughing within the first five minutes of our conversation, and I hope you are too. But also, we're going to be talking about some hard stuff. And so please know that Rochelle and I both are very cognizant about what's going on in the world today, but we want to spread some sunshine and how you can see hope with all of what's going on in the world today. So welcome, Rochelle. How are you? Hey, you know, I have been better, but I'm surviving. How are you? Surviving. I keep thinking one day at a time. (laughs) Oh, girl, I take it an hour at a time. I'm probably like, let's take it a minute at a time. Actually, I think I'm just taking it like episode of The Office at a time, really. There you go. I love it. Oh my gosh. You know what? I think I'm the only person in the world that has not watched The Office. Okay. Well, I'm going to be done with this podcast now. So bye. (laughs) I know. I got to get on that. It's okay. I was about 10 years late on that train. So my husband and I just barely watched it. So you're, you're okay. You can still start it. You have to start from the beginning. It's very cringy at the first and it gets, it's great. So anyway, there's some little sunshine for you. Thank you. Thank you. So why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Who is the Rochelle Smith? Okay. Awesome. Well, um, I am Rochelle. I teach just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. I taught um, first grade for 11 years. And then this year, it was my first year I transitioned into sixth grade. Um, I got my my master's in educational leadership and thought, you know what, it would be great for me to kind of see the whole spectrum. And so I decided to jump to sixth grade with the encouragement of my principal. And I really loved it. I, so on top of teaching, um, I love to teach students, but I also love to teach teachers. I present for Get Your Teach On. And uh, it's just something that I really love to do is teaching kids and teaching teachers and you know, I'm just really passionate about teaching. I teach jazzercise. I teach my husband how to dress in the morning. You know, there's a lot of teaching going on. I love that. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting that you say love teaching because somebody asked me the other day about like, what is the biggest difference you've noticed? And I said, teaching, like I am, I want to be in my classroom. I want to be teaching my kids and yes, I'm teaching online, but it is not the same. So I love that you just said that. Yes. All right. So tell me, so my blog, or, well, yes, my blog, but my podcast is mostly about reading. So we're gonna have a couple reading questions, a couple non-reading questions, but can you tell everyone, why do you think picture books are so important? I mean, first and foremost, they're fun. They, they bring sort of that magic to your classroom and beyond the fun and of opening up a picture book, you can teach any concept with them from social emotional learning to math to specific comprehension skills. Um, You know, there's really no limit to a picture book. I agree. I agree. And just, I know my doorbell might ring because I finally got Instacart for the first time since all this started. So we might have to have a celebration because I'm so excited. I'm really happy for you. We actually just got DoorDash just barely. And we just had it delivered. So after this, I'm going to have some lunch. Ooh, what are you going to have? Um, well actually I'm gonna have breakfast for lunch. So I'm gonna have some biscuits and gravy, some bacon, you know, the necessities. 
absolutely. That sounds delicious. <laughs> so what were you like as a reader growing up? Um, so my mom told me that I struggled with reading in kindergarten, like kind of picking up early reading skills. And so I, my kindergarten teacher um, did some after school tutoring with me, which I sort of remember, um, but not really. Um, so I struggled as a beginning reader, but I was always the middle of the pack reader. I'm that student in your class that kind of gets lost in the shuffle um, because I just kind of coasted through and just read when I had to. And um, really didn't excel in reading, didn't find a love of reading until I was an adult. I love that. And I, I think right now, I, I was quiet for a second because I've really been pondering the thought of when you said, like, I didn't love reading, but I feel like right now in my heart for so many parents taking this time and building the love of reading within your homes and doing like a family read aloud or something like that so that we can inspire readers even at home now. Yeah. Reading doesn't have to be this big, like educational experience that some people think it like, we need to sit down and we're going to read this book and we're going to sound out the words. How about we just read the book and laugh and have fun? And that's the learning experience. And that's it. Just come sit in my lap and let's read together or let's listen. A lot of my students love to listen to Audible and they've been listening to a lot of their novels. And at the beginning of the year, they're like, are you sure we can do this? Absolutely. I'm that kind of reader. I'm on the go and I want to listen to my books. I'm getting a lot out of that as well. It's not just sitting down and reading a novel because your teacher told you to. There's so many different reading experiences you can have at home that can really spark the love of reading. And now you, I mean, you've already won teacher of the year. Now I think you just won parent of the year because that was, that's like the perfect answer. And yes, there is no perfect answer, but it really is just read with your kids. Let them have a confetti moment. It does not need to be, let's sound out the words. Like, why did the author say that? Why do you think this? Just read the book. Yeah. I, I mean, and I say that now as I'm just like pregnant, I'm not like, don't have a child right now that I'm reading to. So I say that now, but I imagine myself as a teacher parent sounding out every single word, like from the time that they're being able to speak. So don't quote me on this in like, you know, three years when I'm forcing my child to sound out cat. Okay. Don't hold it Got against it. me. <laughs> I will not hold it against you. <laughs> So what um, inspired you to become a teacher? Um, I think just really just having awesome teachers growing up. And um, honestly, like as my personality kind of started to show through, I was really bossy. And I thought like, what better way to, you know, really live that up and be the boss is to be a teacher. And then what you learn is as you're a teacher, really not the boss of your classroom. Like it's this huge classroom family and you're all in it together. And so yeah, I, I mean, I came into it as being like, I get this is creative outlet. I can, you know, be so creative and, and tell students what to do and make them learn. But it's really like we're learning together in the end. So, I mean, my, my first grade teacher ultimately was, you know, the reason I look back and I think, wow, she was a great teacher and she's the reason why I wanted to, to be a teacher. Um, but yeah, so a lot of things. I love that. <laughs> I think when I first started teaching too, it was like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I get to rule the world. Like I'm the youngest. So now I like, people are going to listen to me. Like my sisters, they didn't listen to me, but kids <laughs> are going to listen to me. And you realize real quick, nope, that's not how you do it. No, no. We're a team. We're a family. Yes. You have expectations, but you have to be a team together. Absolutely. So, agreed. Right now, the world is just hurting and we're all looking for sunshine. What is the best advice you can give teachers, parents, people to see the sunshine? 
honestly, you just have to give yourself grace. Like, I think I'm just not that type. I, you know, I was that type of person that was like, give me a break from school and I will organize every closet. I will learn to play the ukulele. I will read all of the Harry Potters, you know, but, but as I've, as I've grown, as I've, you know, become pregnant, as I've lived through a pandemic, it's just about giving yourself grace and being flexible and just, you know, okay, like today is the same as it was yesterday, but what are we going to do to just smile? How am I going to smile today? What, what am I going to find joy in? And so just little pieces of joy everywhere, but just be flexible, give yourself grace, know that like, you don't have to go and learn a new language. You don't have to write a book. Just, just be. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, I was totally random thought, but have you taken the Enneagram? Do you know what you are? Yeah, I'm an eight on the Enneagram. I'm the challenger. I love when you're like, I'm boxing, yep. and I'm like, oh, girl, I love <laughs> What it. are you? Let, wait, hold on. I'm a two. I was going to say, you've got to be a two. You've got to be a helper. Like, you absolutely got to be the helper. I'm like a 29. I've decided because I'm like a lot of two, but like a lot of Yeah, nine. I think like a lot of twos are mistyped as nines, and nines are mistyped as two because nines are peacemakers, you know, and so are helpers, really. So, yeah, so yeah, I'm a 29. I've decided. <laughs> Um, what has your teaching life looked like or how has it changed since the beginning of the coronavirus? So I joke about this with my team a lot. So I won, you know, you had mentioned earlier, I won, um, not one, I was honored with, um, teacher of the year for my school district for this year. And I am definitely not teacher of the year right now. And that was sort of hard for me to kind of, there's a big pill to swallow. Like I'm not doing my best teaching right now. I'm really in surviving and I'm not thriving. And I, and I am still coming to terms with that. It's really, really, really difficult to not have the relationship and that like personal connection. I'm an extrovert. So I rely on other people's energy. Um, and, and as a, I think all teachers do, you rely on the energy, even if it's that frustration energy, if it's the sadness, whatever sort of energy is in your classroom, you know, you feed off of it and you adapt. And I cannot feel that energy from my students. So I'm so frustrated during this time. I'm not going to lie. I do not like it. I'm not, you know, I'm not teaching in my bathtub and writing on the shower with an exo marker. I'm not, you know, using puppets or I'm just, I really am just trying to like teach the content, get it out there. And then connect with my students the best that I can. I love that. You totally just spoke to my heart. So thank you because I'm feeling the same way, not to toot my own horn, but I also won teacher of the year for my school this year. And it's like, you feel like with having that title now, you're like, I need to be the best. I need like all the parents saying like, wow, Miss Henshaw is doing this, 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 and this. And it's like, I'm just trying to do day by day and hopefully I get my kids to love me. And yeah, like I am definitely not being talked about in a positive light. And I'm just, I mean, and I think a lot of it is just understanding that my students are going through this crisis too. I'm not the only one. And, and knowing that like putting more workload on them isn't going to necessarily help anyone. So I think I'm just, like I said before, like giving yourself grace as a, as a parent or a teacher or whatever it is, giving, giving yourself grace in this coronavirus, uh, virtual teaching sort of thing is really the best thing you can do. Yes. And I read something the other day that was like the best teachers are worried they're not doing enough. So just remember that. Cause I think you're, oh, you're sweet. <laughs> but, um, what advice can you give kids and parents about during this time reading at home together? You know, I kind of touched on this earlier, just just read for fun, honestly. Um, 
read together every day and read for fun. Find a book that you both want to read together. And, you know, since I teach sixth grade right now, I think that it'd be awesome if, you know, parents sat down and read books with their kids because I am not going to lie. I've not, I've read so many middle school books this year and I've loved all of them. So this is my first time, you know, really getting into like middle school and young adult literature and it's great. It's awesome. So I think parents can really tap into that and find out what their kids like. And, you know, if you're with young readers at home, how fun is that just to read, just do it. Like that is such a good personal connection to read a book with your child. Absolutely. And I just learned that Audible, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think it's free or a dollar or something. Like I want to look into that too, because I really want to offer that to my students right now. We're using Epic, which has actually quite a few chapter books that I would go and recommend. You know, it has like Bridge to Terabithia and Ungifted and it has quite a few and it has some books that are um, audio books as well. So, you know, I will definitely look into Audible because I know that I, I don't, I told my students, I don't care what you're reading. I, I do not care. Read whatever you want. Just read, please. Please. Yes. Amen. Oh my gosh. All the feels like literally <laughs> just smiling ear to ear right now. So what book do you think every teacher needs in their classroom today? You know, honestly, I'm just, I'm big on having a variety of books. So I, when I moved from first to sixth grade, I had no books. Like I had Junie B. Jones was like the highest chapter book I had. Um, So I had to recruit the army. I asked family and friends to donate. I went to every single thrift store. I did every scholastic sale and I built up my library. Um, So I think the number one thing is have a variety of books, totally with a variety of characters that have different um, backgrounds, races, you know, just, just different. Um, but I think that if I had to pick like one picture book that I would have in my classroom that, that really teaches a great lesson. Um, one of my favorites is spoons. It's by Amy, um, Rosenthal and Scott Magoon, I think is his last name. Um, and yeah, it's such a fun book because it teaches, it can teach a lesson to any age of child. And it's, it's just quick synopsis is, it's about a spoon that is basically jealous of, you know, chopsticks and he's jealous of what the knife can do. He's jealous of what the fork can do. And then they're jealous. They're actually secretly jealous of what the spoon can do. And so it's really just about being yourself, embracing who you are, um, and not wanting everything else that anyone, that everyone else has. It's sort of being your unique self, which I think every kid, I could totally relate to that. I mean, I, I, in fourth grade, pretended I needed glasses at the eye doctor so that I could get glasses like my best friend. So <laughs> if I had the book Spoons, maybe I could have realized that, like, I could just be myself and not, you know, make my parents pay hundreds of dollars for glasses I didn't need. Oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> it's so true. And I actually just read Spoon, Chopstick, and then the new one, Straw, to my kids this week. And then they voted on which one they love the best. And they all voted for straw, but I voted for I like Spoon. Spoon's my favorite. I haven't read straw yet, so maybe I need to get that one out. Yep, go order it right now. (laughs) Okay. Um, So you are going to be a new mom in October. What is your philosophy? And I feel like we've kind of already talked about this, but if you want to add anything about having books in the home. You know, I um, I feel like I'm going to be that person that like puts on their, you know, baby shower invite like instead of a card, please bring me a book. (laughs) I just want to have tons of books. I just want access to books. I don't want to shove books in my child's face, but I just want to have all the access. Um, because I really think that's what it's about. It's just about, 
And it's the same way in my classroom. Like I have huge access to books and there's no rules. It's not like you have to bring it back in two weeks. You, oh my gosh, you, you know, you ruin that book, you pay me. It's, there's nothing like that. We talk about expectations, but really I'm just like, enjoy this book, check it out for as long as you want. You want it for a whole year. Great. You lose it. Oh, it's okay. We'll get a new one. You know? So I kind of want that philosophy in my house where, you know, there's just tons of books out there for the child to read and I'm going to read them to them. Um, but just to be able to see that like reading is what we do. It's just part of our life. I love that you say that. And I'll be honest, when I first started teaching, probably until like two years ago, I was the A-type teacher that was like, you're going to check it out. You're going to write it down. There's a due date, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, why are you doing this? Like, you love books. You want your kids to love books. Like you said, you know what? Have it for a year. Have it for a day. Take it home, whatever. If they lose it, you know what? Somebody's reading it. Right. So good yeah. job. Last question before we get to the questions I love to ask everybody that are quick, but what is something you are passionate about either in life or in literacy or anything? Um, you know, I'm, I really have found a love for teaching teachers, especially new teachers. I, um, it's like this non formal thing in my classroom that people from the district bring their teachers into my classroom just to observe and, um, to ask questions and just to kind of see how the flow of a classroom works, how the engagement works and the relationships I have with my students. I would love to set up something in my district where, you know, I do that for other teachers on a formal basis where they're able to come in and watch other teachers, not even just me and me going out and watch. I would love to go out and watch more teachers teach just to see just how awesome teachers are. I think that we're the best teachers. So, you know, we can go to a million different professional developments. We absolutely can and, and get great ideas, but we learn best from each other. So I'm super passionate about just helping other teachers just be their best and know that, you know, there's some really awesome things that can happen in your classroom. You just might need a little extra help. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. Okay. So the next six questions are just like one word, like first thing you think of, here we go. What is your all time favorite picture book that gave you a confetti moment? I really love, um, anything from Mo Willems, but don't let the pigeon drive the bus is like how I fell in love with children's books as an adult. Oh, I love that. Okay. What picture book can you not wait to come out in 2020? Okay, I'm going to like definitely switch this out a little bit and just say book because I didn't become a reader, a lover of reading until I was an adult and it was because of The Hunger Games. That is when I started to love reading. Um, and so they're doing a prequel, which is like, it's, it's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And um, so the prequel of The Hunger Games, is it comes out in May. I'm so excited for that. So. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I don't know if you know this book real fast, but a sixth grader is recommended it to me because they're trying to get me to love that type of book. And it's called Scythe. And I think you would really like it because I'm actually kind of liking it, sort of. Okay. <laughs> it sounds great. When I first saw that word, because I've seen that book before and um, I, I like literally had no idea how to pronounce it. I'm like, Scythe, like, and my students were like, yeah. Scythe. I guess it's on Minecraft or Fortnite or something. So they know it pretty well. But anyway, it just reminded me of all the mistakes I make as a teacher. That's awesome. I love it. Me too. And do you feel like you're on the fort or the family feud right now? Cause I kind of feel like I'm asking you questions that would be on the family feud. They're great. Feud. I love it. Okay. 
Okay. Please share about a teacher who's changed your life as a person. I had two teachers in high school, um, Miss Carlson and Mrs. Hansen, and they, um, which is ironic, they both won teacher of the year in their school districts, um, which uh, for obvious reasons, the, the biggest thing I have no, I do not remember one thing they re- they taught me, to be honest with you. Like one of them was an English class. One of them was like home ec. I don't remember a dang thing. I can't sew to save my life. But what I do remember is that they cared about me and they got to know me as a person and built relationships with me. So they were the most influential teachers that changed me as a person, just really cared about me. And I had a hard time in high school, honestly. Um, I, I really struggled to like find myself and it wasn't until college that I really kind of molded into the person that I am today. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people, but I really did not thrive in, in high school. And they, they just helped me through that. I love that. Yeah. Me too, sister. <laughs> me too. Okay. What is your favorite color Red. in the rainbow? Oh, why? Red's my why. favorite color. I don't really wear a lot of red, but for some reason I've always just liked the color red. And I mean, it's the first letter in the rainbow, so it's pretty important. Yeah, it is. All right. What is, this is a very important question. And I, well, I'm going to ask it in a two part. What is your favorite candy bar? And I need to know what is your favorite cookie from crumble? And have you ordered some during the pandemic? Okay. Great questions. Wow. Some of my favorite and most influential (laughs) questions you've asked thus far. Um, so right now I am loving Kit Kats. So Kit Kats are bomb. Um, crumble. So, um, actually, um, Hope and Wade King sent me a crumble box, um, when they found out I was pregnant. So that was really sweet. So I did have a, a crumble box a couple weeks ago. Um, my favorite crumble cookie is the, actually they do have a Kit Kat crumble bar or crumble cookie. That is amazing. That one is amazing, but, oh man, what is my favorite? I, you know, the chocolate chip is always perfect so that one is really good you can't I'm honestly I haven't tasted a cookie I haven't liked oh that sounds so amazing you know that they do deliver now nationwide and I would love them but I'm gluten-free so I can't eat them but I think I might get them for my parents because they just look I feel like it it's worth it (laughs) right oh my gosh Yes. Okay. So I got this last question for Annie F. Downs on her That's So Fun podcast. And I just think it's such a cool, really odd, but really interesting question. So how do you wake up your house in the morning? Um, my, I wake up my house by walking downstairs and um, full, like just jammies, jammy jams. Like I don't, there's no getting dressed yet. And I open the shades in the kitchen and I drink chocolate milk and chocolate almond milk because like, I don't know what it is about like the chocolate milk. I can't do that. But since I've been pregnant, I drink chocolate milk every morning. I don't know what's wrong with me. My gosh, that sounds (laughs) I can't drink coffee. Like I, I have like an aversion to coffee since I've been pregnant, which I think is pretty common, but it makes me really sad when I see my coffee maker sitting there all alone. I mean, could you put, well, no, actually, no, that would be a stupid question. Cause it's like, could you put the cot or the chocolate or the chocolate milk in there and then let it percolate? And That'd be warm, hot chocolate. That wouldn't work. So never mind. Right. Like, so you could. could do that. It's just, 
it's like for some reason well i think it's like i need something in my stomach right when i wake up and then i mean this is riveting stuff you guys you are gonna want to tune into this because everybody cares about what i have for breakfast <laughs> no it's so true i every so during the quarantine annie f downs is um recording with her friend and they're doing it's like a 30 minute like they just talk about whatever I have been hooked. I have listened every day on my run and it is just riveting. It's like, I don't even know these people and I find their stuff. I love so it. I think it's great. Awesome. So where can my confetti moments listeners find well, you? Well, I, uh, you can find us on Instagram. That is where we're most active at what the teacher wants. I do have a little personal side, get well with Rochelle. And if you want to follow me there, it's fine. You just have to private message me because it is a private account. Um, sometimes you just need your students not to follow you on every social media account. So, <laughs> um, you can follow me there on get with, get well with Rochelle. You just have to message me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I did laugh. I learned a lot and I'm just so thankful for you. You're such a wonderful this sunshine. This has been so much fun life. and it was really good to hear your voice like, phone call to phone call, you know, instead of just on social media when I watch all of your stories. Oh, well, thanks. Well, you have a great day and hopefully you get to have. Sounds great. Bye, sweetheart. Okay. Bye. Hey, teachers. How are you? I am just so thankful that you have been listening to the Confetti Moments podcast. It is something that I love to do. I love to share my love of picture books and books and the love of teachers with all of you. And you know what I would love as well is, hey, why don't you share this podcast with another friend to spread the magic with them and leave a comment. Let teachers know, what do you love about this podcast? What do you want me to share more of? I would love to hear from you. All you have to do is go on to wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a review. Thanks so much. And as always, open the magic. Thank you so much for tuning into the Confetti Moments podcast. I hope each story or tip you heard today brings the love of reading into your heart. Take this confetti and sprinkle it all over the children in your classroom or home. See you back here next Monday to open the magic.